Texas. They say everything's bigger here, and they're right. We've got big cars, big hearts, and even bigger stakes. This is beef country, Texas. Home to the Alamo, the Cowboys, and the largest military installation known to man. So big, it has a big name. Fort Hood, the great place. It's got a Texas-sized podcast as well. And this is it, right here. Fort Hood's great big podcast. Yeehaw. training sir you never no. army <laughs> training seriously you never saw the movie stripes no <laughs> bill murray no do you, do you know who bill murray is no i, I know don't who bill murray is. he was on saturday night live like i've never back watched saturday, saturday, saturday night, night live was live. good nope never watched saturday night live wow ghostbusters I've seen Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. That's Bill Murray. Which one? The the main <laughs> the, the main guy. I don't Dr. There's three main guys. Bankman? Groundhog Day? Ever yeah. seen that? Yeah, but I don't remember. He's really old now, so I guess all right, I'm old, whatever. You know, 80s, I know of him. 80s reference. All right. But I don't pay attention to celebrities. All right. So you don't you don't know Bill Murray or the reference, but you did do some army training, sir. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Traditional army so, training. <laughs> Melissa Lassard, Sergeant One Each. What did you do? Oh, we did familiarization for the new weapons qualification course. Oh. Which yeah. which I did do the weapons qualification course without the familiarization, and it was awful. Oh awful. my goodness, yes. it was awful. If you are not familiar with the new weapons qual, you need to become familiar with the new weapons qual. Oh my goodness. So lots of wrinkles or what? Um, so it's a, it's a lot of getting up and down. It's like doing a burpee five oh, million man. times. There's a lot of, yeah. <laughs> you have to think so much more now. Yes. Because yes. you have to change your magazines. Yes. And you have to do it quickly. Yes. So I had, yeah. yeah. So when. So you got to be able to walk and chew bubble gum now. Yeah. Yes. Kind of. Yes. You okay. can't just like lay out there and, and casually, casually. No. It, you have to think about where you're putting everything. And yeah. It's this a, is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh, yeah, it's very difficult. <laughs> Man, Bolo, here I come. Yeah. Here I come. You go old school. Here I yeah. come. Kentucky windage. <laughs> That's my best friend. But I only had to do the familiarization four times today to be able to get a passing score. Oh, congrats. I did not get a passing score. Well, there you go. <laughs> but better than me. But at the end, at the end of the day, it all came down to those basic skills. Mm-hmm. The, the breathing trigger squeeze mm-hmm. trigger the squeeze. sports yeah term yeah that we use in the military yeah yes. yeah basic what is sports <laughs> uh, see i never slap, all of slap, pull, observe, oh wait no not sports i'm sorry release, release tap shoot yep yeah. boom so it's the it's Soldier the breathing one the breathing um your the trigger eyesight, squeeze the trigger squeeze what was that one that's the one i meant to say i get I them remember. mixed up because they're both halfway out squeeze no, it, it it's it's four techniques, correct? Yes. I don't. I, there's an acronym for that, and I can't remember. There's too many acronyms in the military. <laughs> it's it's too confusing. Four. 
let it in, let it out, squeeze. Yes. Yeah. Dave's exactly. a soldier for life. He'll yeah, whatever. Get those. Dave is a soldier for I life. I did not know. Hey, hey, when I joined the Army at age 18, I had never no. fired a rifle before in my life. Same. So I had zero bad habits and shot expert at basic because I just did what the drill sergeant <laughs> told me to do. <laughs> and, you know, that was successful. Yay. Yeah. And when my eyes start started to go in my 40s, you know, toward the end of my career, mm-hmm. then I just stopped shooting at the 300-meter targets. <laughs> well, I bet muskets were a lot easier to handle. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. Yeah, then you would M- just <laughs> destroy oh, the 50-meter target. It was gone. Brutal. It was... Friendly fire. You had to replace it every time. <laughs> hey, we have a really... We had a really cool event here on Fort Hood, all right, where we actually demolished some... Homes in Chaffee mm. Village. Get rid right? of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but before they demolished the homes, there was actually a reason to demolish the homes, right? Because why? Upgrade. 420 million bucks. Modernize that housing right? system. Uh, our housing partner, Lend Lease, uh, actually has a $1.1 billion loan to build new houses, take down old houses, and almost half of that is coming right here. Nice. Huh? Exciting. I can't even fathom $1 billion. (laughs) So anyway, at this ceremony, it was April 29th at Chaffee Village, right here on Fort Hood, and it was the housing development ceremony. And the first speaker is going to kind of run the numbers for us. This is uh, Philip Carpenter. He's the chief operating officer for Lend Lease. Let's give it a listen. At Fort Hood specifically, the scope of work will include the demolition and subsequent new construction of nearly 600 new junior enlisted homes. In Chaffee Village, where we knocked down 320 a few years back, these will be demolished as well, and those new homes will be built on these green spaces. And our renovations for our junior enlisted will include exterior doors and window replacements, new light fixtures, doors, flooring, fresh paint, kitchen and bathroom renovations, new cabinets, appliances, countertops, basically the whole thing. So we're pretty excited about that. Phil Carpenter was followed by Lieutenant General Douglas Gabram, and he's the commanding general of the U.S. Army Installation Management Command. And his message really was, other than the fact that uh, two of his kids were born here and he spent 16 years of his 30-plus year career here at Fort Hood, uh, he said the investment is more than just money. I know some have said, frankly, hey, we're just throwing money at this. That is absolutely farthest from the truth, and that is not true. As General Daly has guided us, leaders at all levels of our Army are fully engaged at working to fix problems from the tactical level to the strategic level and restore trust through transparency and accountability. For example, every Monday at 1430 hours Central Standard Time, I meet with the Garrison Commander and the RCI partner jointly, side by side, and we talk about every displaced family in the Army. So just for scale, just for scale, there's 80 over, just over 87,000 privatized homes in the Army. We have 80 displaced families as of yesterday, and 
30 of them is pre-planned. In other words, because of renovation. So that leaves us about 50 out of over 87,000. Our numbers were much, much higher just a year ago. But through teamwork and collaboration, we're getting it done. We understand why it happened, when it happened, and the action plan to get every one of those families back safely into their home. This meeting was chaired first by our four-star Army Material Commander, General Perna, then General Daly, and now me. And we will continue that as long as I serve in this uniform. And the last speaker of the ceremony was our own Lieutenant General Pat White. He's been on the show, huh? Unfortunately, you weren't here, Kelvin. I was not here. There. Friend of the yeah, show, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> anyway, three corps and Fort Hood commanding general. And he kept it real short because, uh, well, you know, they wanted to destroy some houses, right? <laughs> and uh, what he shared, though, was that he wanted to do it a little bit differently. And as General Gabriel said, look, um, you've heard me talk many a times, at least some of you have. And we can't do anything in our army without our people. If we don't take care of our people, it makes our life really, really hard. It's about taking care of our people. Chief calls it people first. We got Operation People First. It's just about people because that's that's who our army is. It's your army. Um, and so, again, I'm super excited. Now, I will say there are no curmudgeons here today, right? I actually wanted to take one of these houses down with an M1 tank. <laughs> I really actually wanted to do that. And that was well before the lawyers got involved, right, and everybody else. So the best we could do without getting somebody thrown in jail and sitting here today is to park a tank next to one of these houses that's about to get demoed. Because that crew represents 50% of our residents that are in these houses today. This E1 to E5 population that we're going to build homes for here. And that is super important. So General White couldn't run an M1 tank through a house, <laughs> but, you know, they still went down. It was loud. Boom. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> nice. Really loud. But you know what went down will go back up again. So mm -hmm. 600 new homes. Mm. Got that glow up. Yep. How old is your house? Mm -hmm. in, you're in Montague Village, right, Melissa? Yes. How old is your home? I have you no think? idea. No idea? Nope. Does it feel old? No. No. Yeah, I think you're in a newer home anyway, right? I think so. Yeah. The homes in Maine are way older, so I'm not too concerned. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you saw the one, the, it, like Chaffee Village, they look like duplexes. They're real yes. tiny. Yep. Yeah, and less than a 1,000 square feet, I'm guessing. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, yes. Ours are way bigger than Montague Village. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so those are the ones going down, and they're going to build bigger and build mm. better. Love and, that. you know, five years from now, if you ever make it back. <laughs> yeah. You're bad. so yeah. funny. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to stick around? No. <laughs> You'll not. be back. Yeah, probably not. Me neither. I, I'm not <laughs> planning on being here five years from now either. So, you know, right. it's, all, it's all good. Mm. But that being said, it was a very cool, cool ceremony. And uh, something to look forward to. Definitely is. For those that follow you. <laughs> <laughs> and talking about following us, uh, after the break, we are going to... Um, Talk about peak PCS season. 
since, uh, you know, tis the season, right, guys? Mm, yes, it is yes. one of the busiest seasons. Right, you see the moving trucks. Right. Yep. And we'll be back with all that right after this. Flash floods in central Texas happen within only a few hours of rain. Every year, more than 80% of flood fatalities involve vehicles, and about 10 people drown in their vehicles each year in Texas. Vehicles of every size can lose control, float, and roll over in flood conditions. Is taking the risk worth it? Is it worth the risk of leaving loved ones behind? Overconfidence kills. Don't drive through flood water. It's not worth it. It's what your tax dollars sound like. Fort Hood's Great Big Podcast. All right. School's almost out, right? Yep. That time of the year. That's uh, Samantha Farlow. Hello. She is a member of our public affairs team, and she is sitting in for this segment. Yes, I am. You're Very so exciting. happy to be here, right? I am. I'm thrilled. She's, she's really happy to I'm be thrilled. here. Last week, she was kind of, I don't know. We're feeling out. And we are joined by Donnie Lenore, and he is the personal property chief with Fort Hood Transportation. Thank you. School's almost over, so that means peak PCS season for Army families, right? Yes. Um, you know, the, th- the thing about it is, is every year we go through peak season. Um, and, you know, our job as the uh, transportation office is to, um, one, relieve some of that stress that family members go through. It's stressful. It, it really is. Um, so we have all these briefings, uh, whether you're a first-time briefer, uh, first-time PCSer, um, we have a briefing for there that kind of goes over your entitlements, um, like your weight restriction, um, you know, as far as documents and things that you need to provide the transportation office so we can uh, ensure that you have a smooth move to your new PCS location. Now, last year, you guys had to deal with COVID. So there was less people moving, but it was kind of a is that still affecting how you guys do business now? Because we're kind of at the tail end of all that. Uh, well, uh, yes and no. Um, we are still affected by it, um, and that's mainly due to um, before last year, the uh, a lot of times service members had to get waivers to move. Right. And, you know, for a lot of the bases, um, they have this kind of system out there that uh, you can go um, – green to green and when it's green to green it's kind of saying that um covid has subsided and it's okay for the service member and their family to move to that location but when you're going from a green to a red um they have to get a waiver so a lot of times their household goods were delayed uh, until um they received that waiver that it was okay for them to pcs to the new duty location What's the biggest tip, especially this year? You, are you seeing more people moving this year because less moved last year? Uh, we, we are, um, and I think it's mainly because of COVID has yeah. kind of subsided. But the, uh, the main thing is, is that um, when we look at um, the previous years that we've had peak season, the uh, – we usually normally have a, a large amount of personnel that are moving. Sure. And and then, you know, kind of the way that we uh, deal with it is try to get the information out about tips and tricks for uh, 
you know, family members to, to use. And um, I think there's a, a kind of like a stipulation out there that you have to wait for your clearing papers to actually, uh, you know, to submit your household goods. And, and that's not true. Um, once you receive your orders, you can actually go to move.mil. Um, and there's videos on there how to sign up for right. a DPS account. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, uh, once you go on to the, uh, to the system, um, you can submit your application and then you'll turn your documents into the transportation office. And then uh, we can help you at least provide you additional information so that you can make a decision. Um, because at least in my opinion, two weeks is not enough. Um, two weeks may be, especially with you trying to plan with your family, um, you know, with the housing market. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And, and then you're trying to get your, you know, your spouse or your children uh, on board with the PCS to make sure everything is taken care of. Um, to me, it's just not enough time. But uh, as soon as they get their orders, the main thing is, Go to move.mil. There's a lot of information on there. Um, and then uh, go on to DPS and submit your application. And then uh, print out your documents and then bring them to the transportation office. And uh, we'll, we'll most definitely uh, point you in the right direction and let you know what your options are. See, that would have been helpful for me. I PCS here mm -hmm. last year during COVID. Came here from uh, Fort Rucker out in Alabama. Right. First time I've done it as a spouse. And it was a headache. A lot it was different than when you were very a kid, difficult. right? Yeah, as a kid, you just run around in the boxes and you're having a grand old time. Man, what a headache as a spouse. <laughs> and my, I love my husband, but he had no idea what was going on or what to do. And, right. oh. and, and we see that quite often that, uh, you know, um, a lot of times, uh, the, you know, the spouse is asking the husband who's active and um, he can't answer all the questions. Yeah. And uh, sometimes we, we, we do get calls from spouses. And uh, a lot of times we, we, we try to encourage them, you know, come here with your spouse or with the service member. You both come to the office right. and then we'll explain things when you reach the front desk. And um, hopefully we can uh, answer those questions, um, you know, to help you uh, ease the burden of the stress, but also help you out with the move. Donnie, what's the number one concern most family members have? About PCS? Uh, getting their, um, I guess, desired pickup date is, is what they, they're really concerned about. Right. I um, can see that, yeah. And then well, usually, you're dealing with leases and yeah. things, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then usually what happens is is you, you, you have members that, uh, um, let's say, um, their lease ends on the 30th, and so that's the day that they want to get it picked up, or they want to have it picked up the day before. Right. Um but going back to the two-week thing, you know, um, if you wait to two weeks prior, there may not be a uh, transportation service provider who may be able to pick up on the 30th. So now um, yeah. that date well, has to get Everybody wants the 30th, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, because they're trying to save money also. Right. Sure. So um, those are just part of the challenges of, uh, of peak season and, and also for the service member um, as far as going on uh you know, moving to their next duties location. Yeah, absolutely. I know for me personally, going back to my own story, um, when we looked at, when we, you know, started the process of moving and all of that, um, 
we ended up doing a full move on our own because we couldn't find, there was no dates. Oh, they program. had anybody available wow. to come and pick up our stuff or the people who could, we wouldn't get it for four or five yeah. months because of COVID. And because, you know, all these people are trying to move who have to move. They can't stay here anymore. And, Oh my gosh. You're never going to do that again? No, I am not. (laughs) Never, ever again. I will be, I will happily get rid of my things for three or four months if I have to do that. That is okay. Pack a suitcase. And I'll I'll let you know, like on a personal experience, um, um, I've helped someone who's done a PPM and it's like a personally procured move. So um, it it is a lot of work. Yes. Um, and, And sometimes the, the amount of money that you get uh, or the incentive that you receive for moving your, yourself um, doesn't equal to almost the work that you put into it. Um, Absolutely. That is 100% accurate. <laughs> and, and the only thing that DOD has done before, uh, you used to receive an incentive of 95% of what it would have uh, cost the government to move you had they had a contractor or a TSP come out to your house. Right. Um, now they're offering a hundred percent. Cha-ching. Yes. But that's still a lot of work. It, it really is. Um, and, and really just understanding, making sure you have all the correct documents, um, making sure you have your weight tickets and uh, you provide your voucher and your orders and your 2278 to make sure um, we can make, we can, we can get you that incentive. Sure. Uh, Because it's very important. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So with all of that, when do you see, because of the the busiest time is usually the 30th, you know, everyone wants to get it in the last day. Do you recommend people always just go earlier or what, what would you suggest people do to make the entire process just go a little bit smoother from, for their day to day lives? (laughs) Uh, well, typically, we, we would like to tell customers that um, um, if you could select the date, maybe um, at least a month out or, or okay. 45 days out, uh, probably no more than 45, but um, a month out. And really what that does is it allows the government to uh, advertise uh, your request to uh, transportation service providers. Sure. Um, one, uh, sometimes we get better uh, qualified transportation service providers um, when when we're allowed more time to, uh, 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 I, I guess you could say, so, you know, advertise it to mm-hmm. the TSPs. Sure. Um, but, you know, the main thing is, is that um, the more time that we have, the better service that we can provide you. Right. And then when we have a shorter window, um, we're looking at any TSP that can actually fulfill that request. Um, and sometimes, um, unfortunately is not always the best qualified or, you know, with one, you may get a little bit extra service than what you would normally. Gotcha. Are there any wrinkles for this year or things that have changed from years past that uh, folks should be aware of? Uh, so this year, um, they're introducing the seven day spread. Um, and then basically what the seven day spread is, it's a, a seven day window. Uh, it starts with the customer's uh, desired pickup date, and then it's seven days from there. Um, what they need to understand is um, it allows the TSP and the customer to have a little bit of flexibility, and basically they would agree upon that one date uh, within that seven-day spread. Um, gotcha. 
So initially, um, before so you this, initially put in here's my window, and then with the contractor or the mover, we'll lock down the actual date. Is that well, how that works? Kind of. Uh, what will happen is is that the uh, um, the TSP they'll yeah. see the request, and then once they have the request, they'll reach out to the member, um, and they'll say, "We have the seven day spread, uh, seven day calendar days." Um, and then they'll say, well, I'm available on this date. Does this work for you? Um, then after that, the, either the customer can agree or disagree and say, well, can you work with me on um, another date that's within that seven-day spread? Sure. And, and then uh, once they come to an agreement, um, then uh, the TSP will let the transportation office know, and then, uh, and then uh, we move on from there. And then that's kind of how you lock in your dates. Yeah, that makes sense. Sure. Um, if you kind of look at the current process right now, um, you have a desired pickup date, and typically we try to ask the customer for an option date. So if we can't fulfill any of those option dates, um, then we would normally go back to um, the customer and say, you know, if it's a short window, maybe uh, maybe it's a good idea that you do a PPM and you move right. yourself. Or we can try to extend the window a little bit further uh, to get a, see if there's a TSP that's available. Wow. That's interesting. That seems like it will be helpful for both the office and for the people moving. Instead of having to continue to work to find a date that works, you know, you just work out within that seven days. Correct. Um, I mean... People like options. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. they do. <laughs> and, 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 you know, at the end of the day, uh, we're trying to work with the industry. And, um, but, you know, it's just one of those things that uh, I think it, it provides the customer with options um, as far as different dates to choose from. And it also allows the TSB to work with the customer without us intervening. Um, because anytime that, um, the customer and the TSP can't come to a decision. It comes back to our office, and then we have to re-advertise it, to which right. call you know takes up more time. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Is there um, anything specific that the Fort Hood community should know about what's changing or what they can expect from any upcoming PCSing, um, or about the transportation office in general? Um, I, I will say that. Um, we're, we're, we are um, making some new changes. Um, I know some of our briefing times have changed. Um, currently, right now, our uh, separation and retirement brief, um, it's Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 1400. That's um, 2 o'clock for those civilians out there, right? <laughs> yes. And, and then our first time uh, PCS brief um, is held, it's going to be held on Monday at uh, 1330. And one thirty for 130. those who don't don't know the military time or refuse to accept it. Yeah, and, and then uh, we also have our PPM sediments, and this is more for uh, our customers that are inbound to us, who, who kind of like in your situation, they move themselves to us. Uh, we have a briefing where they can come in, and we kind of look at your documents and let you know um, whether or not you have everything or what you're missing. Yeah. So we can kind of correct the process prior to well, you went, the process. Wow. You went through that, right? 
Uh, I didn't go yes. to any of those meetings. Okay. I All wish right. I had known because I right. definitely would have gone. Maybe, maybe, maybe my right. husband did. <laughs> he just went and didn't tell me. <laughs> I mean, he never said there was any issues. So right. I'm just going to hope that he figured it all out. <laughs> but that is, uh, no, that's normally held on uh, Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. And that's from uh, 08 to 010 and Alpha 111 in the Copeland Center. Okay. Okay. So if somebody really needs to get a hold of you guys, is there a good number to reach out to say, Donnie, I'm having a problem here or <laughs> help? Uh, yes. You can call our uh, customer service line at uh, 254-287-2200. That's 254-287-2200. I got to ask you, with PCS, peak PCS season, how busy, does your workload double, triple from, from normal? Or, I mean, what is it like for the transportation office here at Fort Hood when summertime rolls around? Um, I, I would believe that it, it doubles. Um, oh. And normally during that time, uh, we were kind of... Uh, Reluctant to approve leave during that time period. <laughs> that makes no sense. summer vacation yeah. for you. <laughs> you know, that makes but sense. you know, it makes it really difficult, especially as a manager, because you know, every all your kids are getting out of school and people want right. to travel. Sure. But we also have to maintain enough manpower to make sure that peak season is successful. Yeah, but the weather's better in October, right? Oh, especially right? here in Texas. Yeah, yes, it absolutely. is. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, once it gets below triple digits, it's like, okay, I can go yeah. somewhere. Central Texas does have some different weather than... Uh, Donnie, how long, how long have you been in the uh, transportation officer? Uh, for about three years. Wow. So, um, Liking it? I, I, I do. Um, before I was here, um, I was overseas in Bahrain. Oh, wow. Uh, so I was there for about four and a half years and oh. I was working in the uh, actually the passenger travel office. And uh, yeah, wow. I enjoyed it there. Wow. Kind of like yeah. uh, life's hidden secret. There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, thank you so much for swinging by. And uh, one more time with the number, the customer service number for transportation, Donnie. Uh, it's at 254-287-2200. All right. And... Uh, it's your move, so have fun with it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Tony. Let your voice be heard at BOSS. What's BOSS? BOSS stands for Better Opportunities for Single Soldiers and serves the single service member community, active, guard, and reserve, as well as single parents, geographical bachelors, all U.S. military service branches, and foreign service members assigned to the installation. The BOSS program is based on quality of life, community service, and recreation and leisure. As a member of BOSS, have a voice in how you live, how you spend your leisure time, and how you support the community around you. Boss membership and the program's available leadership and project management roles also will enhance your promotion packets. For more information about how you can become a boss member, visit our website at hood.armymwr.com. It's me, Super Mario. Hello to all my friends is at the Fort Hood's Great Big Podcast, your number one. What's up with your face today? Oh. <laughs> 
something no, every nice. girl wants to hear. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you know. <laughs> no, it's all good. No, I got dental work done this morning. So Yeah, you didn't a little, have a stroke. No, no stroke over here. <laughs> I do lose feeling in my arm, but that's a, diff- a different story. <laughs> so, yeah, I had a feeling done, and I, I need a few more to finish it off. So I'll be going off post for that. But But you sound great. Thank you. I was I was a little worried that it would mess up the way that I speak or the way that I sound. So I was like, oh, this is going to be interesting. Well, you but think just because just half your face is numb, you sound like <laughs> Sylvester yeah. the cat. Sometimes I, I can't Suffering feel my tongue. Tank. Yeah. So, sometimes I can't speak clearly for a while. And I definitely can't play my flute when it happens. So. Oh, I bet. Yeah. No, that would be hard. Yeah. It's impossible. <laughs> I mean, not impossible. I just pictured that. That would be funny. Yeah. It would, yeah. Not, it would not work well. <laughs> 13th ESC, Expeditionary System and Command. What's going on over there? You know, I'm just coming back from leave, so me and myself personally. Getting your feet wet again? Getting back into, you know, uh, hey. Another day. And, and plus, I took a nap in the car, so I'm sorry. I'm not as alert. <laughs> that was lunch, as I right? Usually, as was I that, usually am. Was yeah. that lunch? You know, I got here you know, a little bit early. I was like, oh, let me close my eyes for like 10 minutes. I walk in. <laughs> Man, that was a horrible mistake. Oh, no. I am sleepy. But at least you're not hungry. No, I'm really not hungry. <laughs> Is that a soldier thing? Because I could fall asleep pretty much anywhere. anywhere. Oh, I can go to sleep anywhere. Mm-hmm. Standing up like mm-hmm. anywhere takes me... No time at all. Mm-hmm. I kid you not. Basic training. They they had us on a run. And they used to get us up super 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 early, mm-hmm. and there was like a run when we ran like three four miles. I don't remember the entire run. It was like <laughs> I might have been asleep <laughs> for about a quarter mile of that run because it was like because uh, you know formation runs you're just kind of stuck. Yes, especially the slow ones. Right? Uh, I hate that. <sighs> Yeah. I'm glad we don't have to do that as much. Army's fun, isn't it? Uh, it has its moments. Hey, <laughs> cab birthday's coming up. Yes. Uh, that's September, though, right? I've Well, there, we do another big ceremony in the summer, though. Yeah, you do. I can't well, that's remember. The, is that the reunion? I think so. Yeah. That one's really fun. That is fun. All the, all the helicopters come down. and. Do you get stuck having to do the division run? Are you in it? I don't normally do the run because usually the band has to play. You guys are playing on the sidelines. <laughs> yes, yeah. So well played. We're cheering you guys on <laughs> oh, while yeah. we stand there. That's why I, I would always throw a camera around my neck even if I wasn't shooting. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm right. saying what. And if I had to run them, right, because, you know, yes. senior NCO. Um, I wouldn't call them runs. I, I would be in the, uh, you know, the trail group picking up the fallouts. How you you you're barely even running. You're just trotting in this uh, accordion yeah. pace. You'd be surprised. Like, yeah, I Some don't. People are not about that life. I just don't get it. Yeah, when that. I mean, when we would have the entire division, Ugh. and you'd fill Battalion Avenue. Mm-hmm. I got it. They they I, man they probably they they've got to be doing it this year. They're turning a hundred. Yes, they definitely will. Something to It'll look be forward a big to. Big hoopla. <laughs> and there will be some public affairs type up in a helicopter, oh. <laughs> hovering over Battalion Avenue, going, mm-hmm. "Look at that!" Yeah, click. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't wait to see that picture. I was about to make a helicopter noise, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you can make helicopter noises. No. <laughs> I can't. That's why I stopped. 
Not even gonna embarrass myself like that. No, it's yeah. Uh, you gotta tap your chest and talk like this since you're up in the air. Just sounds like I'm trying to rap. <laughs> it's hard to smile. <laughs> All right. I'll just hold up this side of my face. So, many thanks to Donnie Lenore who uh, came in from the transportation office to talk all about tips for the peak PCS season here at Fort Hood. You know, that's about a quarter of the post takes off every year and goes to other parts unknown. And And speaking of taking off, you're going to be gone by the, what? Yeah, I'll be gone July. No, that's so sad. Don't leave us. Peak PCS season, man. Peak PCS season. So I was glad to hear uh, those little tips and tricks and things I I may have forgotten along the way. So there you go. Now I'm on top of my game. Of course, Uh-oh. you don't get to take anything with you to Korea, though. Taking my, sneaking my dog. <laughs> <laughs> What's in your bag, Sergeant? I don't know. No clue. Right on. But with that, Melissa, take us out. And everybody have a wicked good week. And we will talk to you next week on the Great Big Podcast. We out. I'm going to bed. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast is a U.S. Army Garrison Fort Hood and Fort Hood Public Affairs production. The Great Big Podcast is produced by Dave Larson, hosted by Specialist Brianna Dew, Sergeant Melissa Lassard, and Sergeant First Class Kelvin Ringgold. Music is written and produced by Will Courtney with express permission for us to use. Do you have a question or want to share some insights with us? Email us at forthoodeao at gmail.com. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at USAG Fort Hood and on Facebook at Fort Hood Garrison Command. And as always, be sure to leave a review and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Driving down the road.